Hi, dear listeners. You are listening to Haaret Anolad here with you, Abraham Bazilai, and this is a, a live broadcast. We're standing just before Passover in Bezat Hashem today because it's already Ben Azmani, and Bechorei Yeshiva is already at house. So today, Bezat Hashem, we'll speak about education, but we'll speak in general. We'll make the linkage for Passover. Well, each one of us knows that sometimes we're trying to do something. Sometimes we're trying to, we're trying to do change in our life, and it's not, it's not working. And actually, we're asking ourselves, Why? Why it's not working? I so want to get off my um, bad habits, and I so wish to purchase some good habits, but I'm trying to do, but it's not working. And sometimes we just feel that there is something that's standing like a barrier, and don't let us to walk on and we ask why well I think that there is a matter in Passover in Pesach that we have to learn there is there is some issue that we have to learn and then I hope Hashem, if we learn it we will know how to make the change and how we can do what actually we so want to do well we have to know that in the Agadah of Pesach writing that in the beginning our father's Avoteinu was actually praying and serving Avodazara, they did bad stuff, bad things. And the question that raised up is why actually we match this um, shame of the family that our Avotenu was of their Avodazara. And we ask, why? Why should the Haggadah has the beginning at this um, at this scene of of Avotenu? And also, the father of our nation, Avraham Avinu, he was the son of Terach. And Terach was the greatest of the the Kohanim of Avodazara. And actually, he is the father of Avraham Avinu. You know, today, if Avraham Avinu would like to register his son and to put him into one of the best of Talmudet Torah, 
they will not accept him. They will not accept him because who is the father? Who is the grandfather? Terach. Oh, no. Arav Steineman, when the principal of one of the Talmudet Orion, Bnebrak, came to ask him if to accept one of the children that he really wants to learn Torah, but his father is not so, you know, religious. So that's the answer he gave him. He told him, you know, even if, even if he was Avram Avinu, you also don't accept him. You know why? Because his father. Can you evaluate the quality of a person when you're looking at his family, we all know inside, if we didn't corrupt it, our personality, we all know inside our heart that is not yours. It's all depend in the person. If he really serious, if he really wants to learn Torah, if he really wants to be part of the technical issue that we happened. Well, so when they came to the Rav Steinemann, Rav Steinemann told them, you know, even if it was Avram Avinu, you wouldn't accept him. Why? Because look at his father. He's not from the family. He doesn't have the Yichus. But we all know one thing. We know that Chazal says, if you really want to do something, if you really want to do change, 
in your life, you have to remember it's all depend by you. It's up to you. In our days, one of the most difficult things that actually stand like a barrier and don't let us to go on, it's because we think bad thoughts about ourselves. Each one of us, most of the public today, actually thinks that maybe they don't doing well, maybe they have some sins, or maybe that they just don't have the fortune, they don't have a luck, and people believe that. I spoke with a lot of persons, and they told me, you know why? I don't, I, I cannot manage my life. I believe it's because of a curse that someone put on me. Or it's because I didn't, you know, used to make the wash the hand in the morning or something like this. And they believe that there is something abstract that actually stop their luck they now have the fortune but Chazaz told us I don't know if this is the right place to mention it but I would like to mention the story about about the person which called Elazar ben Dordia Elazar ben Dordia he was a great rasha, a great evil, very big evil. And suddenly, probably when he was dealing with his Averos, he heard a bad call from, from heaven. And he heard that bad call says, everyone, each one of the Jews, each one of the person on earth that will be like to to make a change he will accept it. he is acceptable in the heaven but besides Elazar ben Dodia that even if even if he wants to do something even if he will we will not accept him. We don't want him here in heaven. So he was very afraid. And he wasn't shocked. Because, you know, each evil, he knows inside his heart that there is a corner that someday when I will be very, very old, I will I will make the change. But right now, I would like to enjoy my life. No matter if it is just an illusion of enjoyment, but he want to feel that he enjoys his life. But suddenly he heard this 
but call that from the heaven told him you are not acceptable you are not acceptable here and then he was in shock as I said he was in shock as I said and and he was running like a crazy man and he asked from the trees the tall trees please Bakshu Rachamim ask forgiveness from Hashem for me and they told him we have no time to dealing with you because we need this time to pray for ourselves so he asked Shamaim Va'aretz heaven and earth please Bakshu Rachamim please ask forgiveness in my name from Hashem and Shamayim Va'aretz told him No, we don't have time. We have no time to dealing with your problem. We have our issues. We have to pray for ourselves. And he was very frustrated. And he didn't know what to do. And then the Gemara says, he sought between two mountains. And he put his head between his knees and he was crying and crying and cry until he died and then a huge bat call from the heaven a voices from the heaven made an announcement very loud and said, Ashrecha Rabbi Elazar ben Dordia, Shata Mezuman Lechaye Haolam Abba. You are a great tzaddik from now. And you have in an invitation from Chayeoilom Abo. In those days, was the greatest of the tzaddikim which called Rebbe, Rebbe, the, the manager of all the Mishnayas. Rebbe HaKadosh. And Rebbe HaKadosh in his Ruach HaKodesh was now the issue of Elazar ben Dodia. And they, and then, teardrops was falling on his cheeks. And he said, לא דיין להן לבעלי תשובה שמקבלים אותם, עוד קוראים להם רבי. It means it's not enough for בעלי תשובה that the heaven, that Hashem prepared to, ready to accept them. He called them a רבי. And then Rabbi says his famous sentence, Yesh kone olamo You can find a person that he actually purchased all his life, all his world, in a few minutes, in one holy and important moment. But the Gemara add one more line. 
The Gemara says, before he sat between those two mountains, Elazar ben Dordia was very frustrated. He asked from heaven and earth, please, ask Rachamim for me. He asked from the trees, please, Bakshurachamim Olai, please. And I just try to imagine Elazar ben Dordia, how he was so in shock, and he was so rampant, just going from there to there, from there to there, asking all the creation, please, ask Rachamim, Bakshurachamim Olai, ask forgiveness for me from Hashem. He was very scared. He was scared to death. But then the Gemara says, before he sat and start crying, he said very important sentence. He said, "Imken en talui elabi." If it's like this. I'm the only one can do that. It's all about me. It's all up to me. That's what he said. And then from heaven called him Rabbi. Ashrecha Rabbi Elazar ben Dodia. But I have a question. How can Hashem call him? Rabbi Elazar ben Dodia. You know what this means, Rabbi? You can call someone Rabbi only if he has a student, if he has a Talmudim. If he teaches someone to do something, then you can call him a Rabbi. It's just like you trying to call someone a king, but he has no public, he has no nation, he's by his own. He cannot be called Melech, because Melech needs Avodim. If he has Avodim, you can call him Melech. So how you can call him a Rabbi if he didn't do anything good and he didn't teach anyone something? Maybe in the opposite. He had a lot of students, a lot of Talmudim by the negative way. But <laughs> it's not a call of Rabbi. You know what the answer? The answer is, when he told this sentence, It's all up to me. It's all in my hands. When he said it, he teached all the Baal in the future. You know the secret of making change? You want to learn the secret how to make a change? You have to remember. You have to remember. It's all up to you. You can do it. And you have to believe your abilities. But what you can tell to someone that he does not believe his abilities. He is convinced that he really cannot. He really has now the skills. He really is not intolerant enough. And he doesn't believe his powers. 
what you can tell him. And how many, many people going around us, I hope it's not ourselves, that they not believe her, there's powers. They not believe their abilities, how we can change it. That's the shear that we will try to learn today. And, by the way, we will learn how we can grant this power, how we can grant the belief in the abilities in our children, because it's most important. When you're starting this process in the infancy, since you are very, very young, it will be easier to you when you will grow up to believe your abilities, to manage your self-confidence, and you will develop yourself and you will promote yourself in your life. That's the question that we have to deal with today. Well, the listeners, um, before we're going to a small musical break, let me to remind you that actually this is uh, this program is destined for you, uh, dear listeners, and Bezrat Hashem, you can ask us uh, your question. And uh, our phone number, if you want to be with us, is 718-683-5858. I repeat, 718-683-5858. Or you can try to text us. And now we ask from around to play some music for us. And Bezrat Hashem, we will be right back. And we will continue this important issue right away. Shalom, 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 Shalom,
שוב לתוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי Dear listeners, we're here uh, back, and um, uh, before we go on with our uh, topic, just uh, I've been asked to mention our phone number for text messages. So our phone number for your texting is 347-927-8398. I repeat, 347-927-8398. Nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. This is the phone number for your text messages, and our phone number in the studio is seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. Now we've been asked how we can do the change, and what you can tell, what you what you can tell to your Talmud, to your son, or maybe to yourself, 
if you convince that you don't have the abilities, you don't believe in your abilities, or you think it's just not exist, so you don't have something to believe in. Well, what I would like to explain right now, we call it in Hebrew, it's mudaut atzmit. It's the meaning that you know how to read your behavior. You know to be involved in the process in your personality inside, in your subconscious. What I mean to say is that each one of us has some section in the life that he knows how to manage, that he is doing well. Just before a few weeks ago, I uh, received an email with of one of our listeners that he asked, I have a social phobia. I'm afraid to be in function in public. And it's getting sick. And I cannot suffering it anymore. So what you suggest me to do, and how can I help myself? Well, I would like to take this question because I think the solution of the point that I'm trying to express to to explain right now, I think it's 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 actually lay on this issue. Well, I I wrote it back and I told him how you don't be scared to write this letter to me. How you had the courage you didn't scared to open your computer, to write so long question, you convinced that you have the abilities to approach someone that you don't even know personally. So it means there is something that you can do. Now, there is a few exams that we have to practice. We have to to make training if we want to raise our self-confidence. In this example of the phobia from society, I asked him, I asked her, please start to be aware to things that you're actually doing in public today. Because let's say for the example, that you're not scared to getting on a bus and pay the money to driver and even to ask for some space to sit. Each one of us, if we're just looking around, we can find a lot of things that we actually have the abilities to do it, even if it's in the public. If you don't care to go down to the grocery to buy a milk and bread, and you're not even feel ashamed to ask how much it costs, so you don't have a social a phobia from from the society, and I will tell you why. Today there is a tendency 
to define things. It makes us to feel uh, better with ourselves. We feel professional because the psychological world, actually, they always want they always want to to make things uh, professional. So they have to define all our issues, all our problem, problems. So if one of us afraid, let's say an example from the Gvarim, let's say that one of us is afraid to approach to the Teva to be Chazan, to be Shliach Tzibur. He's very afraid. This is very naturally scared. I think that Everyone which approaching for in, in in his first time in a life to be Chazan, to be Shliach Tzibur, he is afraid inside. He feels some scare. And it's very naturally. But sometimes the explanation that this person gives to his deeds it's wrong. He says to himself, maybe something is wrong with me. Maybe I'm not like all the others because he sees the, the society around him that each one of them approaching to be Chazan without any problem because he doesn't know what's going around inside his heart. He just knows himself. And he, if, he's feel, if he is feeling afraid, he gives to himself a wrong explanation. He thinks, I have a problem. I have a problem. Something is wrong with me. And he starts to believe it. And then he suddenly notices that there is some other issues that he is also afraid to do. He is very afraid to getting into an argument with the salesman about the price of the milk and the bread. So he make a linkage. He make a wrong explanation. He say to himself, in the first time, in the beginning, I was afraid to approach to be a chazan. And now I'm afraid to dealing with uh, the salesman. And tomorrow he find himself scared uh, uh, to make, to getting into an argument with uh, somebody else, and then he's starting to think maybe something is wrong with me. So what is the medicine? You have to go to the psychological, and the psychological asks him. You know what is the connection line between all the things that you are afraid? This is a society. So maybe you have a social phobia. It sounds good, huh? Social phobia. Something. Is this a something? And then he says to himself, yes, that's right. One minute earlier, he didn't know even that there is something which called social phobia. And right now, he is full believe of it. He is believing it. 
Oh, so this is the explanation for my behavior. So from, from now, I am patur. I'm onus. I'm onus. Because I'm a Sikh. And to my Sikh has a name, social phobia. So what do you want from me? This is a very good excuse to be in the press right now. Because the desire of all these generations is just to be in the press. But we have, but we have to justify our depressing. So the psychological world actually gives us all the excuse to go, to go on with our problem with not trying to change it because I cannot. I'm suffering from a social phobia. That's it. Or I'm suffering from very low self-confidence. So what do you want from me? Even the psychological told you that. So what do you want from me? That's what we call Tarbut Yavan. That's what Yavan gave us. To make people in, in evaluation. To find what we all have something in common. And to sign it. To mark it with a name. Social phobia. Low self-confidence. They actually take every naturally difficult, that this is actually an integral part of the developing process of our life, and they mark it with a name, social phobia, self-confidence, anxieties, I don't know why. I don't know what. And then they actually bearing the last chance for someone to make a change because I'm suffering. What do you want from me? I have a permission. I have I have a a, a plumba from the psychological. So what do you want from me? So I wrote her back an email. And I told her, I'm very sorry to disappoint you. But there is no something that's called social phobia. This is a name that the psychologic just made up. It's a nothing. It's not exist. There is no such a thing. I know that from now you don't have any excuse to go on with, with your depressing. But this is very naturally scaring. Every process of development, precisely uh, 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 development of personality, is going with a lot of scares. This is very naturally. It's going together. This is part of your job. If you want to raise up, if you want to grow up, you have to dealing with scares. You have to dealing with challenges. This is the naturally process that that's how Hashem made us. That's the way 
to raise yourself. So you can see all people around you that actually, naturally, they raise above and they make the overcoming and actually they made it. But all the people around you themselves also has a thing or maybe some things that they're dealing with. Maybe this one that you can see him approaching to be a chazan and very loud and he is not ashamed, he's not a shy, maybe in another topic he has the same problem just like you. You don't know what's going on with these people right after the tefillah, right? So each one of us has his uh, uh, specific challenges of his life. Let's say that someone learned how to drive a car. Okay, he is a teenager, 16 years old, and right now he learned, he learned how to drive a car. And today, today, he received his ID. He received his license, driving license. And he says, hey, guys, you want to come for a ride with me on my new fancy car? You want to be with me? I know how to drive 180 miles speed. You want to come with me for a ride? And someone is there to ask, are you sure you can do it? You just today got your driving license. You done as scared? Ha, oh, you chicken. I'm scaring. What are you talking about? I'm a professional. Come with me. I will show you how I'm driving 118 miles an hour. Would you like to be in one car with this crazy driver? I think that if we have, we have some brain, no one of us was getting inside the car. Why? If there was an, an innocent people, he can say, look what a self-confidence. Look what a personality, what a perfection. He has self-confidence. He's really uh, uh, a proper to appreciate him right now. But uh, I hope I don't have, I don't need to explain he's crazy. But if you can see someone that he just got his license, driving license, and he asked from his father, Daddy, could you come with me? into the car, I want to make a ride, and I want you to warn me, to watching me, maybe fix my behavior, my driving, because I was learning. I, I would like to learning. And he's scared to take some people with him in the car because, because he's not really sure with his abilities. What would we say? about this person. He has no self-confidence? No. 
He has responsibility. He has responsibility. He would not dare to pick up someone until he will make sure he knows how to drive. And the fact that he got his driving license doesn't say anything because he has to implement, he has to training to practice his driving. So he has responsibility, responsibility. And this is very good. After a while, his self-confidence is getting high and high because he's always put his focus about his success. And when he finished a ride with his father, he says to himself, I made it. Even if it's some here and, where and, and there, I was wrong. But I practice. Today is better than yesterday, and tomorrow will be better than today. This is a naturally process that each one of us already made in his past in every section that he succeeded. If we know how to, f- to walk on our feet, how we know that? Because in the first time, we just try to do that, and we fail down. But our father or mother lift our up and give his hand and training with us, with us. One time, two times, three times. Then we learn how to walk on our feet. Each one of us have self-confidence to walking by his feet. But in the beginning, we was afraid. That's the secret of the life. Don't try to define your problems. And this is the most damage that the world of psychology made us. And I know a lot of people They affected just because they went to treatment by a psychologist. I know personally. So, if we really want to believe our abilities, we have to remember even our avoteno. Bitchila, you avoteno of de avodazara. Terach was the father of Abraham Avinu. I just wondering how Abraham Avinu can made it. Didn't he say to himself, "I'm the son of what can I do? Do I make a change of all the world? Can I be the the great father of all the nation of Am Israel. Look who am I. I am the son of. But he knew. He knew. It's all after me. This is the Bechira. The chain. The, the abilities to make the chain. 
to make a choice that the shame gave us and nobody will take us from us. I know it was appropriate to uh, extend this issue, maybe in this radio show, maybe not. But right now, I'd like to invite you to send us, to keep sending us your text messages. Our phone number for texting is 347-927-8398. I repeat, 347-927-8398. Or if you want to be with us on air, you can call us right now, 718 718- Six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. We ask from dear Iran uh, to lead us to a small musical break, and then we'll be back with you, and we continue in the second hour of Harayel Tanolat. Go ahead. <laughs>
מיד נשוב לתוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. Because if you wouldn't believe, 
or if you thought about yourself that you always doing wrong, why did you send this text? Because you convinced inside you can change it, but you just don't know how. So you can learn how. I just want you to be aware for the good things that you're doing. And you can initiate a new deeds and trying to do that. And each time that you are doing something well, you have to whisper to yourself. I mean, keep shooting. As it sounds, to whisper to your ears, to speak with yourself. Just, just be careful that someone around will not see you because you know what they, what they will may think about you. But I really serious. You have to speak to yourself and tell yourself, I did it, I made it, and even if it's not so perf- perfect, but I did something. Today, you believe that if you are doing something but it's not perfect, it's worth nothing. And this is the whole big lie of the Yetzirah, of the bad characters in our personality. We have to remember, and if you want some sources from Chazal, I can give you a lot of sources. That even if you do something unperfect, even if you do just 7% from the whole 100% of the good deed, your sahar and your position in the heaven is very, very important. Because Hashem wants us to do something. The Zohar. Zohar, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai says, there is someone that he is really know how to lecture, not like me, especially in my English. But he is also doing what he is lecturing. He is like a personal model for it. But there is, but there is um, someone that he is mekayim. It means that sometimes you can find people that he is doing something not so well, and he also don't know how to talking about this topic. It means and the Zohar, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, says from it, from this, this is very wide issue, but in the bottom line, Rashbi says that if someone standing in tefillah and he's not thinking about the words he says, he's just trying to do something, but, you know, his tefillah is not so good, and he have a strong will to put it in a self-critical thought, but he avoided it. He whispered to himself, I can do that. I did a, 
a good deed right now. With all the less of my deed, with all the bad thoughts that I had in my tefillah, with all my chesronot, but I know I did something, I make Hashem happy. And this is the real fact. As long as you're talking with yourself about each good deed that you made, even a little one, even if it was not per- perfect, you have to speak with yourself. Speak with yourself. One of time after time. This is the best system to make the whole change in your perception. And you will get a new perception for your whole personality. Believe me, it's working. You just have to try to start with it. And Bezat Hashem, you will give us uh, a good news. Well, I would like to speak about the Bechira, about the abilities, how to make a change. Just let me remind you that you can keep, send us your text messages. Our phone number is 347-927-8398. Or you can use the email, abrahameducation at gmail.com. Well, there is a very important pasuk, Batorah, that Hashem told to Cain. Cain killed Hevel just because he sacrificed good things and, and Hashem loved it. But when Cain would, wanted to sacrifice from his assets, Hashem didn't take it. And Cain was so jealous that he killed his brother. And this is the third... The, the, the first murder in the, in the history. And after he killed him, Hashem told Cain something. It's, it's Mavhil. How Hashem has mercy on his children. And Hashem told Cain, Lama chara lecha velama nafelu panecha. Why you look bad and why your face fall, falling down? That's what he asked him. And, has, and we have to know and we have to remember that each one of us, the Jews, when we feel a sorrow, we have to know that Hashem feel the same and even more sorrow from us. Chazal says when someone in Israel, in B'nai Israel, some one of us feel sorrow, what the Shekhinah says, Shekhinah omeret kalani meroshi kalani. It means like I feel just like a dad, it's, it's, it's very, very scared to say that. 
But that's what Hashem feels when each one of His sons feel bad, feel sorrow. So Hashem asks him, Lama naflu panecha? Why you feel so bad? And then Hashem says, Haloim teitiv seet, veimlotetiv lafeta chatat ovet. You can make your choice. If you will try to be better, to be in the valet, to be in promotion, if you just try, say it. So, I will be carrying your sins, and I will make the mechile for you. If you would, wouldn't make the choice to make change, then, when you finish your life here on earth, all your sins will wait for you in, in your grave. And there is very similar pasuk in the Torah. Hashem says, it means in English, Look, I actually put in front of you the life and the good. But in the other hand, I put in front of you the death and the bad. I demand you to choose the life, but the abilities to make the choice is in your hands. And you have to remember it. Is in your hands. If you would like to learn all this wide issue, you can look in a Sefer Mikhtav Me'eliyahu by Rabbi Eliyahu Desler Zatzal. He has Kuntres Abkhira. He's talking about the Bechira. There is some students, some Talmidim, especially teenagers, that actually they think, look at my family. Look at my father. Look at my mother. I have no any yichus. I have no any chshivus. I have no nothing. What is my chance to be one of the greater people of the Amisroel? What is my chance to be a gadol batorah? What am I? What, what is my chance to do something with my life? Look at the atmosphere I raised in. Look my society in the yeshiva. Look at the kind of my friends. I'm always outside. Do I can do something? And the very critical mistake of 
our school systems and yeshiva systems that always they pushing the students, they pushing the Talmidim to succeed, to succeed, to succeed. And how you can check his success? By the testing. By, by the examinations. You, you need something to evaluate he is developing. And they always evaluate the students, the Talmud, just by his hesegim, just by his tzionim, his marks. Something that you can check. But what's going on inside the Talmud's heart? Does he like to learn? And what about all the others topic? What about his Ben Adam Lachavero? Maybe there is someone he's so special in Ben Adam Lachavero, in his relationship with his friends. He's so special. He's so gentle. He's perfect at that. But in the other side, about his learning about his limudim, he has so very, very, very weak. So how you evaluate him? Someone put a focus about the Midos? Yes. In the Sichot of the Mashgiach, in the lectures, yes. Midos is very important. Midos is very important. But in the final, in the bottom line, they always praise someone who succeeds to say something in Limud. But what about the Midos? What about the Tichunot? What about it? They forget it. And they always pushing him to be brilliant, to be smart, to be clever. But no, everyone has the skill for it. So what? So Hashem made the Torah world just for the brilliance, just for the clever. And he feels outside. He's always going in the side. And then when he is became to be adult, he doesn't believe his abilities. And Chazaz and the Torah teach us if you would like to praise someone, if there is something that deserves to be praised, is just how many good choices you made in your life. How many fights you won when you fight with your Yeter Hor. That's what Rav Desla says. The choice which family to born in, I gave in front of you. That's what Hashem says. I gave it to you. You had no choice in that. How brilliant you will be and how smart and sharp your brain will be, this is not up to you. 
ראה נתתי לפניך, I gave it in front of you. You cannot do anything about it. As the Gemara says, before someone born, the Malach take the dip and ask Hashem, this one, what he will be, rich or a poor, smart or maybe not smart? Just one thing Hashem doesn't say, Tzadik or Asha. It means that you can be very, very Tzadik, even if you're not so clever, even if you're not so brilliant. But all the school system actually is coughing out of that. They don't believe it. Because if you're not smart, if you're not clever, you're worth nothing. Do you have a bigger sin than that? How many damages we did because of this system? This is the system of the Goyim. How the Goyim check which one is uh, a succeed and which one is a failure? They check his marks. In the bottom line, they don't appreciate efforts. They don't appreciate how much he's trying to do. They're looking about the results. How many good results you have. But when we, in our yeshivas, in our schools, in our Talmudet Torah, copy-paste this way, this is the way of the Goim, not of us. The only way to appreciate, to evaluate the person in front of you, how many efforts he put, how far he went since he born till today. Even if today he is not so clever, he doesn't know how to say a very a clever tosfot. He doesn't know, so what? But how many efforts he put? And you can find, in the other hand, someone else, that he is a ban of the Rosh Hashive, he is a ban of Adam Godoil. He is on top. He is very clever. He has his skills. He is very talent. He is on top. But how far he went since his Bar Mitzvah till today? few meters, that's it. And the other one, in the back benches of the Beth Midrash, he's just reading a little bit of Tehillim, a little bit of Mishnayas. But you know how long way he made until he got this point? In a heaven? He's most, most important at the band of the Rosh Hashiva, the son of the Rosh Hashiva. That's what one of the Chachamim, when he went out, when he was in the heaven, he discovered in a dream to his friend, and he told him, you know how I was surprised in, in the heaven, in Shamaim? I saw Elyonim Lemata Vetachtoinim Lemala. I saw some people that here in earth, they were so important. 
They was called VIP, very important people or persons. In I saw them in a heaven. They cleaning up the streets. They very, very down, down, down there. And I saw Tachtoinim Lemala. And I saw some people that here on earth, you saw him reading a little bit of the healing between Mincha and Mairiv. And I saw him in a heaven. He was so glory. He's up, up away. I cannot see him. I see upside down world. That's it. So I know this is Ben Asmanim, and maybe some teachers also listening us. They have the chance to listening to this radio show, and I I begging you, please, 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 don't make the chivus of the Talmudim just because of the results. Just because of their their marks, their achievements, don't do that, please. You have to appreciate your Talmud if you notice that he actually trying, try harder. That he actually put a lot of effort. Appreciate him for his efforts. And if in the test you can see that he has 40%, please make in the right hand, in the, in the right side, you may write plus 60% for the efforts equals 100%. Please. Then you build a personality. You build, you design a form of personality of mitkadem, of someone that he's always developed himself. Even, even if it's with small steps, even if it's micro steps, but he's go on. He make the choice. The right choice, Elohim Teitiv. He tried to be better. That's the point you have to praise and you have to raise. But if you see one of your Talmudim that he has not put any effort, but he's clever, he's tall enough to get 100% in every exam. You may write 100% less 20% of losing efforts. You are not mitkadim. You are not go on. You are going back. You born in the top of the mountain. Okay. So you think that you are more higher than your friend. But you born at the top, but you always going down. And he's born down, born, born downstairs. 
but he's always raising up. He's always go on. That's the point you have to praise. Please, dear principal, I know the pressure that you have from outside. The social pressure to be in your Talmud Torah with good looking. But you have to be honest with yourself. And with Hashem that created you and created your school. Be honest with Him. We didn't shell this blood down just because we pushed them for achievements. Is this what Hashem asked from us? He could create us just, just like the angels. Angels had 100% of achievements. That's the problem of Hashem. That's what He wants. More angels. He had enough. Believe me, He had enough. So why He created so complicated personalities? Just because He blessing every step we're doing ahead. Even if it's a micro step. Hashem is so happy to see us. Don't call, when someone trying to do something as well, even if he failed, Hashem say, I love you. I bless you. That's what I'm asking from you. Be mitkadem. Just try to be better from day to day, from day to day. That's it. That's all I ask. That's all the reason I created you. By Him, by Hashem, you are the greatest tzaddik on the world. Please, principals, please, teachers, don't make fight. Don't, don't make fight with Hashem target with Hashem goal. That's what Hashem wants. This is His purpose. Don't try to destroy it. Text messages via 347-927-8398. I repeat, 347-927-8398. Or you can call us and be with us on air. Our phone number is 718-683-5858. And I ask for forgiveness from all guys that maybe I (laughs) destroy this day. And maybe they cannot be in focus in the cleaning house. It's very hard for me. But believe me, if... Someone be the first to make this change. If someone have encouraged enough to make this change in his yeshiva, in his Talmud Torah, maybe he will not be so popular. But believe me, he will be tzaddik, and he will bring nefashot, will bring nefashot for Hashem, and Hashem will bless him. We ask from Iran to play some music, and we're waiting um, to your text to be uh, go on with us. Three four seven nine two seven eighty three nine eight. A small musical break, and we'll be right back here with you. Bevakasha.
Well, the listeners, uh, before we go on with your uh, text, I would like to mention that Bezat Hashem, right after Pesach, uh, will be a new website of Haret Anolad on air. And Bezat Hashem, it will contain all our radio shows and the uh, video lectures and articles of mine, uh, option to ask uh, questions and uh, getting answers, Bezat Hashem. So uh, I hope after Pesach, we will give you the new address of my website, and Bezat Hashem, I hope it will be a, a good gain for all of us. Well, I would like to um, read one of your text messages. The question is going like this. I teach in a school for children with learning disabilities. How would you advise to deal with a student who doesn't put in? Um, well, we have to... Right now, I don't know what is disabilities. There is uh, some levels, few levels, um, for... Um, um, disabilities, but as all my answers in a very general line, we have to know that discipline, this is the key for all the system of the classroom of any kind of students. I mean, there are some teachers and unfortunately, I'm talking about many, many teachers that actually they afraid that someone will not be disciplined. And if someone, one of the Talmudim, just start to speak with his friends, to talk with his friend in the middle of the lesson, they're getting nervous and they might to yell at him to degrade him, or maybe to respond with not proportion for his uh, deed. Because they inside their heart, they're afraid, they feel that this Talmud, this student, actually threat my position. He threat my occupation. He threat my job. And then we're reactive. I would like to tell you, dear teacher, don't be afraid for your job. And believe me, there is a lot of places will take you for the job. This is not a problem. Discipline cannot be exist from a position of power, position of aggression. It's not working. Because if it was the problem, we could put a cop in every classroom with a gun in his hand, and believe me, the discipline will be perfect. But we all know inside that discipline, including an educationally value, and discipline as well has to be from a place that 
there is an authority here. You cannot do whatever you want. So if one of your students doesn't want to put in or to get in into the class, or he doesn't want to do your order, you have to stay calm and tell him, is this really difficult to you to be disciplined? Don't you see all your friends? It's easier for them. If it's really difficult for you, I'm ready to wait for five minutes for you. You can stand here. You can think about it. I will wait. First of all, when you stay calm, you actually demonstrate in front of the student that he cannot controlling you. Sometimes he's trying to make a situation that I am stronger than my teacher. First of all, there is some pressure to respond immediately, to show him who is the boss. It's not a way. It's not a way. When you stay calm, and it will be, it will be better if you wait for a few seconds before you respond, and then you stay calm and you say, I believe this is this that is difficult to you to be disciplined, but I believe this is your own good to be disciplined for your future. So I will wait until it will not be difficult for you. You're actually expressing firmness, responsibility, loving your teacher without make um, any levater. Uh, um, you are not giving up for every one of your rules in the classroom. But you stay calm. The secret is stay calm and you have to make, to, to change the situation. Because all the students around, when someone say, no, I don't want to do what you told me, teacher, his friends around explain this situation to themselves that here, Yossi is stronger than the teacher. But when you tell him, I believe it's difficult for you, I may, may wait five minutes for you. We will keep on with our lesson. And I hope finally you will understand that you have to be disciplined like all the others. Then you change the situation. Now he is not in a position of strong, of a power. I'm stronger than my teacher. No, you are a poor. You're very poor. You cannot function in the classroom. We mercy on you. And the teacher, in his kindness, ready to wait five minutes for you so you will be able to be disciplined like all the others. It means you are the difference. 
Well, I have to emphasize that this, this is a general uh, answer, is not a specific answer for you. And I also apologize of my English um, because I'm trying to expressing very, very important ideas, but in a very poor language. So I really apologize of it. Now I would like to approach to one more text. Our phone number for your text is 347-927-8398. My son developed school phobia. He never went back to school after that, although I tried it happened in fifth grade. Could you tell me what cues is that? Um, well... To know the, the, the cause of uh, disorder and the behavior is not so simple, especially in a radio show. And you just present the problem, the symptoms of the problem. But it will not be a responsibility by me to give you an answer because I don't think I can give you an answer. Uh, in this radio show, I have to ask you a few questions. Uh, but in a general line, we have to know that if your son is afraid from the school, and I believe it's expressed just by the school and not in public uh, in general, we have to find out why. The first step is to speak with your children. I believe you already tried to do that. That's the reason you write your text message. But sometimes parents doesn't know how to make their child speak. Or maybe the child is not uh, open enough with his parents to speak about his problem. Or maybe he feels that it put it in a weak uh, position if he is talking about his problem. So you need some skills to know how to make your child uh, speak. Uh, and I hope I will be able to help you, but uh, just uh, after this radio show, I will give my phone, my personal phone numbers, and I hope I will be able to help you with it. Now we ask from around to play some music, and Bezrat Hashem, after a short song, we'll be here back and we'll give phone numbers. Bezrat uh, <laughs>
Well, uh, the listeners, uh, in a few minutes that we have, in a few minutes that we have, um, I would like to approach for some uh, text. Um, thank you for the beautiful show. I teach in a school for children with learning disabilities. How would you advise to deal with a student who doesn't not put in any effort, uh, but even when she tries, she still fails? Um, actually, this is a long, uh, a long um, uh, text, but. The answer is very simple. We have to know the goal, the target. What is my target? And if my target is the achievement, it will not work. If you see some of your student, did he really try to put an effort, and he still cannot success in his uh, examination, in his mivchanim, in his tests, you have always to praise and raise up the topic of the effort. When we will believe that the effort, this is the purpose, this is the target, all our class will be Will be, uh, will be changed, will be better. Well, I know the, your question is more wide, but I cannot uh, um, read it all uh, because we don't have uh, a sufficient time uh, to speak about it. 
one more um, one more uh, text that we received. I really loved your message and totally agree with you that school just focus on marks and hardly anything else. I am thrilled that you brought up this point. I think we are uh, doing a lot of potentially amazing people because there are lots of different type of brains, not just school brains. This topic is very close to my heart, and I'm sure many others. Thanks for bringing it up. Thank you, too. Also, well, the listeners, our radio show is coming to be finished, and I would like to give you my personal phone numbers. Uh, my phone numbers, you can call me every night between uh, 10 up to 12 midnight Israel time, of course. You can call me at um, 972, this is Israel area code, 35788 Three three four nine seven two uh three five seven eight eight three three four or you can try to reach me on my cell phone five four eight four zero nine six six nine I repeat uh five four eight four zero nine six six nine or you can uh, send me an email uh, all over the week, abrahameducation at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to invite me to lecture in your community, you can do it at the same numbers. Uh, special thanks for Iran Yaakov of the technical side of this broadcast, and a special thanks uh, to Nisim Lazari and his dear wife, Ilana, for managing this uh, radio station. And I really uh, would like to wish you Chag Pesach Kasher Vesameach from all my heart. And Bezat Hashem, in the next week, will not be uh, a radio show of Harayet Anolad. will be in Pesach. Pesach Kasher Vesameach to all our dear listeners. Thank you very much, and keep listening to J-Rich Radio.